listening to two female emoji, one microphone emoji, a weekly sound waves emoji that asks and answers one simple question. Can you go to jail for texting the water droplets emoji to your boss asking for a friend? And now here are your hosts who always represent themselves in the court of internet opinions, despite advice from counsel, Alison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. I am Lindsay. And I'm Allie. Lindsay's in the spooky version, and I'm in the cartoon. You're in the Roger Rabbit Toontown version. Yeah. This is like when I hang out with my friends and um, that we're like dressed for different occasions. You know what I mean? Like I pick up a friend and she's like in a leather skirt and tights, and I'm like dressed like a hobo, like we're going to different events. That's what our voices did. They just did different events. <laughs> Yes, yes, I do. I do know that. And that other person over there, that's Matt. Hi, Matt. <laughs> that's how Matt says hello at all times. <laughs> that's actually. just what and I And if do. you talk to his kids, that's how it goes. They don't actually yeah, just bubba bu- bu- everywhere they go. <laughs> that's yeah. also um, what they say. Hello. Hello. We scat. That's our language. Bu- yes. That's their main form of communication, bubba booing. <laughs> Guys, how, how am I feeling? Oh my God! Your grandmother? I'm so oh, sorry. She no. was she was only 97. Really nice. I haven't had a grandmother in decades, y'all. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, but speaking of interpretation, <laughs> speaking of miscommunication. <laughs> Uh, today we're not diving into scatting, but we are looking at emojis <laughs> and what happens in a court of law with emojis. Also, sidebar, scatting is such a weird word for scatting because scat is also poop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did that even happen? Is it like, wow, this jazz vocalist is really shitting all over this track, but it's kind of <laughs> yeah. interesting? Let's call it scat. Well, like we kind of like it. Because scat is like the word for interesting shit mm-hmm. because you find it on the trail. <laughs> oh. If you if you're walking yeah, yeah, around yeah, yeah, New York yeah, yeah, City, yeah. that's just dog shit in the street. Yeah, if you're lucky. It also means to run away quickly or to command someone to like get out of here, scat. Like oh. name any word in the English language, and it's gonna have at like eight meanings minimum. Which is why. It's it's a blessing to be born a native English speaker because learning it sure. is pure torture. Oof. Yeah, we're and we're making here. it worse with emojis. That's what we're looking at today. <laughs> yeah, it's true. What What's your least favorite emoji? Well, I don't even think I know what my least favorite emoji is because I think it's one that I've like never used, right? It just sits there. I don't even know it exists. Right. Yeah, what's one that when people use it, you're like, ugh, why? The clown one for me. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> There's never one where I'm like, why did you choose this emoji? You know? yeah, that's a tough question. Yeah. I don't think I have an opinion here. Yeah. That's nice. Y'all are y'all are not emoji judgy. You're not judgy emoji people. Well, I'm judgy. Well, do you use the emoji to cover up something a lot? What? Well, I think it's funny how many of my friends use like the mushroom emoji instead of writing mushroom. And, and I'm like, that's not a code. Like anyone would, this isn't saving you in any way. Like it's still a mushroom, you know? Right? I'm like, this isn't, what are we doing it's here? It's like how, how for a long time in the like 90s and the aughts and maybe even the 80s, people would be like, just use letters to say things before it was a thing with texting. Like writing, like writing boobs on a calculator? Yeah, like... Lila's love you like a sister is what that means. You know, did you ever oh, do that? Or um, <laughs> Kit's was keep in touch. Yeah, Kit. Yeah, we didn't have that up here. I don't know. Where, I mean, that's a new one to me. But uh, Kit is was definitely because nobody York. loves you like a sister, I, Matt. I, I hate so. to tell it to you. I guess so. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! I'm so excited. Wow. It really is almost my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. You've got an email from Spatha, Spatha Spatula. I assume that's a um, handle handle of some sort, and I love it. Spatha says, uh, I'm listening to episode 242. Oh, oh this and the title of this email says Generation Talk. 242 mm. was um, AI lawyers, I believe. Oh, great. I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it, actually. Uh, I'm listening to episode 242, and I got a kick out of hearing you guys say you're the generation that experienced life before and after the internet. We were talking about being millennials, etc. 
Well, the good news is there are people older than you, says Spatha, uh, who Hot. also experienced life before the internet. No, no, Some no, no, of them no. are, I'm are even fans of your podcast. Go ahead. Uh-oh. I, uh-oh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But what I think is so interesting about millennials is that we were we were children in the old world, graduated yes. into the new world. That's that. Thank you. That is the point we were making. Definitely, all of our older listeners, for sure, you exist. <laughs> you are real. You are valid. You were born before the internet. We're not here for elder erasure. <laughs> yeah, no. We're trying. We're trying to date you. Wait, can you finish Spatha's? email. Yes. Yes. W- one other point I wanted to make about this, Ali said it perfectly, but also um, that we came of age when the internet became the, started becoming the default form of human global communication. And I think that is an important distinction as well about yeah. this age bracket. So to continue the email, um, Spatha says, I hesitate to name them. I'm one parentheses. Uh, as I've never really gotten used to named generations. Yeah, it's a very silly thing. It, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Fun fact, people of a certain age first heard they were boomers sometime in their 30s or older. When we were young, we also spoke of a generation gap. Uh, quote, never trust anyone over 30 was the mantra espoused, <laughs> uh, but with benefit of some. I mean, boomers, We when we say boomer today, we're talking about older baby people. Boomers. But like, obviously, baby boomers were born after World War II when the troops came home and everyone had got had some fun. The greatest generation. Astrology <laughs> versus generation lingo. When you think about it, both massive stereotypes based on not much. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, with the caveat that, like, the the decade or the place you were born yeah. certainly has an effect on I who think, you are. I think generations have more credence than astrology. <laughs> Agreed. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's far more likely to have affected everyone born at that time, the, the like, general right. time they were born, as opposed to everyone born on that day <laughs> has the same outlook on life. That's right, far right, less exactly. likely. Yes. Yeah. Um, in conclusion, Spatha says, keep up the great work. Uh, thank you very much for that email. 2G1podcast at Gmail. Yeah, I also like that um, she did think, or they, who they, did you say? We don't know. They did think that we erased them, and yet we're like, keep up the great work, which I really <laughs> no, like. No, it was very positive, very positive email. Yeah, I, I felt like it was a very loving email and I'm receiving it with love. And I'm glad that you remember the time before the internet and after, and that you probably listened to records, which is very cool. I'm really glad you remember the time after. <laughs> we are here now. <laughs> I mean, some people older than us don't remember the time after, all right? They're like, the internet, no, I will send a fax. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how my dad um, will PDF me things he found on the internet and then nope. email them over. Very nice. It's okay. getting I, a little yeah, better, but okay. yeah, he'll attach it. I'm like you... Instead of the link to the website, he'll PDF it. Yeah. I remember yeah. when my dad started using emojis. It's very cute. He sends the little heart emojis. He loves to say LOL. It's very cute. Actually, what Lots I'll say love. about my dad is he will, I think, PDF stuff rather than like hard copies rather than even th- like but every single article you could possibly pdf exists online and you could send the link you know what i mean but he's not terrible with technology although <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I, my roommate was arguing with his mom for like 30 minutes he was trying to help her and i just kept overhearing snippets like no mom you have an email you have an email <laughs> no mom you have to oh you have to Okay, open your laptop. It was just so funny to like only hear one side. <laughs> oh my god! And she's on the other side, being like, "Honey, I know how to open my laptop." Now, why isn't this thing? Why isn't it? Why isn't it just turning on? Well, you have to unlock the screen, mom. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, I I do worry though. Like, what's the thing that we're going to be so out of touch with? Although we already know because it's like VR and AR. <laughs> yeah, it's already happening. And AI, it's coming. It's here. Yeah. 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 But yeah. So what? What wild emoji-related trivia does Matt have for us? Oh, this was a fun Ooh. one. Uh, Unicode.org is an organization that creates and distributes emoji. Like, you can't just make up any emoji you want. It has to be agreed upon by all the platforms and, and a unifying force here. That's Unicode. Uh, and while they may look different on different devices and platforms, you know, we have to have standards, of course. Uh, so that, you know, if I send an emoji to someone using QQ on a Chinese iPhone, you know, the message will go through. It will look like something on the other end. 
more than 100 emoji are added to the official list of emoji, global emoji, every year. Uh, and you can s submit your own ideas. So you can't create your own emoji, but you can submit your own ideas for consideration. Uh, and there are very stringent criteria. So you have to like make a case. Like if you, you can look this up, there are people submitting like documents and documents about why the emoji should be used. It has to be widely used or there has to be like a use case for it. You have to illustrate that it's a concept that's like missing from the current roster of emoji and also like that you could string it together with other emoji to convey meaning. So there's a whole list of criteria. Wow. So Unicode keeps a public list of all the emoji submissions, which ones are mm. created, which ones are pending and which ones were ultimately declined. So all the examples I'm about to share with you uh, were officially proposed to Unicode. You're trying to determine which ones became real emoji that we use today and which ones were declined. Now, put your phones away. Okay. No cheating. Great. Done and done. I'm going to give you these and you both have to answer created or declined. Let's let's use that terminology. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. A, the kiwi bird. <laughs> okay. Is this like a New Zealand bird or a kiwi with wings? Yeah, I believe the kiwi the, is native to New Zealand. So yes, yes it's a New Zealand okay. bird. I'm gonna go. I'm going declined. With you both, you're both saying declined. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The answer is it was created. The kiwi bird oh, is. Oh my an emoji. Wait, what's the story, right? Because there's got to be something really specific. Otherwise, it opens a whole can of birds. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> otherwise, if they just did a bird, next thing you know, there's like a thousand birds on there. What are they? What's, what's oh, the deal with the kiwi bird that they would even let that one bird in? That's a good question. I wonder how many different birds there are. That's something we should look and into. And I imagine every bird you let in, it's a floodgate of birds. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, next. It's a slippery slope. Okay, it's, this is going to destroy America. B, face with nose swab. Was that declined or created? Totally created. Wait, sorry, the what? It's like the COVID test emoji. Oh, yes. no. Declined. Oh, says declined. Lindsay says created. The answer is it was declined. That is oh, not damn. an emoji. Yeah, we don't need that to be permanent living in our <laughs> Here's C. Gluten-free. Created. Declined. I'm going with declined. Allie says declined. Lindsay, you said created, but are you going to But gonna I don't think it's like necessary enough. And it could be easily mm. misconstrued. I don't know. I'm going to go declined. Okay. You're both saying declined and you are I both correct. Yay. You're both correct. It was not created. All right. D. Haggis. <laughs> what? What's that? It's a uh, some sort British of Scottish food. meat Scottish food. or whatever. No, it's a Klein. It's like it's like <laughs> lamb entrails or something like that. I'm acting like I am the Unicode Consortium. Like, no, it's like, like <laughs> Honestly, I like this as a reality show where it's like people pitching their new emojis and it's like yeah, it basically is. Susan yeah. believes that blah 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 needs to be invented. She's worked long and hard on designing this emoji. She's worked so and so and so and so. She comes from a small town with a lot of farms. Like, what? I don't know. <laughs> and then you're on the bench like Judge Judy, and I'm you're the like, judge. No. And you're like, decline! Get out of my courtroom. The suspenseful music. Yeah, I'm into Coming it. up next on Emoji Court with Alison Goldberg. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to say it was accepted because if Kiwi was accepted, then Haggis has to be accepted. Okay. Allie, and you're saying declined. Declined. Allie is correct. It was declined. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, I'm never going to catch up. Not going to lie, I'm mostly okay. crushing this game. That just jinxed you it. You really I are. Lose. I mean, you've only missed one. Yeah, so well, Here we go. Let's know. keep going. All right. A, and remember, all of these were proposed. Okay. The, these great, were submissions. Great, They're all great, real, great. but they were not accepted. Great. A drop of pee. Oh, Ew. Jesus Christ. Declined. Declined. Okay. You're both saying declined. Now, I'm going to warn you, we have a poop emoji. So, does that influence... I feel like I would have noticed if there were a pee emoji. Are you trying to help or hurt us, Matt? I don't know. Just I'm just saying. Just making a case. There's just... There's already the... There's already so many liquid emojis, like... Yeah, mm. like, I would have noticed this one, I think. People would be using it for, like, golden shower bullshit. There would have been scandals. It would have been yeah, in like a case a already. and a rainbow. I don't think that... I think pee it was declined. Shower head. You're both saying declined, and you are both correct. I know. It was declined. Thank I know. God. Good. Why you try to trip us up? F, Latin cornbread. I gotta say declined, because what the fuck is Latin cornbread? <laughs> and I don't know how you would be able to draw it in such a way that people are like, oh, that cornbread is Latin cornbread. Declined. <laughs> yeah, it sounds honestly racist. <laughs> yeah, you're both saying declined. 
This one's a little murky. It was ultimately created, but it seems to have become flatbread, which is like basically a pita with grill marks in it. So oh. I, that seems to have okay. undergone some evolution. So you're both wrong, unfortunately. I'm going to say we're right no, no. because you described that incorrectly, Matt. Yeah. If you had said mm -hmm. pita with grill marks on it. Pita with grill yeah. marks would be like, yeah. That exists. You threw us for a loop. Nope, I am appealing this case. The original, the original submission, submission was called not... Latin cornbread. And we don't that's, care. That's false. All right, that's under uh, Lindsay dispute. and I, it's, this is a democracy, and Lindsay and I are declaring that you are incorrect here. You both yeah. guessed the you both guessed the quote unquote wrong answer, so it doesn't affect your you know you're both it's neck and <laughs> it's neck. True. So let's so we we'll can move both on for the record, to think of it as correct. From the record, Excellent. yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Man nursing baby. Mm, definitely declined. Definitely suggested. Definitely declined. It'd be too political. Yeah. What? Well, uh, interesting. I mean, it shouldn't be. Who's but I doing think it's been, that? Wait, actually. But with a bottle, right? It's with a bottle. It's got to be a bottle. No, it's is it be like a, a trans person that had a baby? Yeah, but I think Matt might be trying to fucking trip us out by saying oh. nursing versus like bottle feeding. Uh, uh, all I have here is man nursing baby. Right. No, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go say declined. declined. You're both saying declined. Yeah. If it's a bottle, okay. though, I'm saying yes. Well, uh, that's so all. What the is only, it, Matt? The, the correct answer is it was approved because yes, it is a bottle. You were on the right track. Okay, so wait. There you okay, go. that's not nursing. Okay, no, Matt, that is Matt, literally not what the word are, nursing means. We're vetoing you again. Sit down, Matt. Bottle. Sit down. That's bottle Sit feeding. Sit down. You're Matt. rocking the boat. Sit down. You're rocking the boat. The emoji is was submitted as man nursing baby. That's all I can tell you. Can we tell the emoji people to Google the word nursing? Maybe oh. they. Aren't literate. Gosh, I can't even work under these conditions. <laughs> That's why they work for the emo one. emoji people. They can't read. I'm going to say that I got that point because I literally said it's not a bottle. It's like a man nursing a baby. <laughs> okay. And I tell it to the judge. Pepper I am. spray. You're the judge, bruh. Pepper spray. Approved. Approved. You're both saying approved. You're both wrong. That was declined. This is so dumb. I have a big okay. bone to pick with the emoji people. Oh, uh, it's too violent, probably. Okay, go on. Magazine. Is there a magazine emoji? Nah. No, because there's book and there's newspaper. Declined. I'm going to say approved just to be different. Overruled. Okay. Objection. <laughs> Allie is correct. It was declined. Okay. Uh, probably because we have enough, like, papers and newspaper emojis. We're we not even going to have magazines soon, you know? So I can't believe I said approved, even though I literally gave the reasoning why it shouldn't be approved that yeah, you, you just you were, repeated. You were correct, and, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're correct. Um, there's, like, a pager emoji if we're talking about things that are pretty stupid and obsolete. Okay, yeah. here's the next one. Steamy room. What? Steamy like versus room. steam? I'm going to say approved because I think it's just steam. Yeah, steam exists for sure. Yeah, I'm going to say okay. Steamy room? Matt's not giving clarifications. Bottle feeding. Steamy room. That's I, the, the name of the proposal was steamy room. Well, we're both saying that steam, true. Steamy yes. room, no. So you're saying declined for steamy room? I'm saying approved. I'm saying that you are trying to fool us, but I'm going with declined for steamy room. Okay. Uh, steamy room was approved. Lindsay gets it right. What does it look like? It's a person in a steaming, steamy environment. I've never seen this emoji, but it does exist. Okay. This is yes. suspicious. I bet three sus. more, three more. This whole thing is totes sus. Manatee. I'm going to say manatee approved. I'm going to say manatee approved, too. How cute. How could the kiwi bird be there and the manatee's not? That's insane. That would That's a be great really question. fucked up. Um, bring it up with the board because it was declined. Bring it up with the board. It was declined. You're both yeah. wrong. It's okay. I'm, I'm just choosing with my heart at this point. Yes. Okay. Okay. Two more. Two more. Ready. Here it comes. Uh, the, the score is close, but I think it's going to hinge on these last two. Sherlock Holmes, everyone's favorite Victorian Everyone. detective. <laughs> Mine is, uh, what's her face? Angela Lansbury from Murder, yes, She Wrote. That's my favorite yes, detective. Amen. Or monk. <laughs> <laughs> there is a monk emoji. Yes, I, I did verify that. There is a Tony Shalhoub emoji for sure. <laughs> okay. Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yes. Approved. Approved. Lindsay says approved. Approved. Allie says approved. You are both wrong. There is no Sherlock Holmes emoji. There is absolutely there a is little a detective, detective emoji. Man. What are yeah, you talking about? I think someone submitted Sherlock Holmes as a separate thing and it was to okay, This is, is absolute that, bullshittery. That is not. No. That is 
Look at the spreadsheet. It's not your life. Bullshittery. That's like if you were like, there is a witch, but there's not the characters from Hocus Pocus. Like, we know. But I think that's the point of like, we don't need a, a licensed character. Yeah, but when you tell us, is there a Sherlock Holmes? Lindsay and I are like, yeah, I've sent a detective emoji. I didn't ask him his name. How was I going to know? But that's like, say, there's no Mickey Mouse emoji, but there is a mouse emoji. Those are different things. A Mickey Mouse emoji would not be approved. No, that's not true. Different, sir. That's Fundamentally not true. different. Mickey Mouse doesn't look like a mouse. <laughs> Mickey Mouse doesn't look like a mouse. Yeah, he doesn't look like a mouse, whereas Sherlock Holmes looks like looks a detective. Looks exactly like a detective. Mm. I veto I all of this. Where's the trivia adjudicator? Final one. I'm going to throw the a table one. and then I'm going to have to clean it up because I'm in my own house. <laughs> Neurodiversity. Oh. Approved or denied? Denied. How can you what the fuck would that look like? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it feels like a hate crime to I know, deny it. I was going to say, like, what would racism look like? Don't even go there. I can't. <laughs> I know exactly what it looks like. <laughs> we won't talk it about looks it. Like, it looks like don't, most of the emojis. Don't, don't. Oh, okay. That's an interesting take. Yeah, okay. All right, and we think it's denied. Both denied. You are both correct. All right. We're tallying the, the, the contested scores here. Yeah. All right, here we go. Lindsay. Lindsay has one, two, three, four. Oh. Only oh. four. Let me just double count this. Hold on. One, no, two. That's correct. Let's go three. Three, four. Okay. Lindsay has four. Remember that number. I'll write <laughs> okay. I hope I can okay, remember. Four. Allie has one, two, three, four, five, six. Allie is the Ooh. winner of Emoji Trivia we today. Know. But thank Congratulations, you. Congratulations, my thank dude. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm happier for you than oh. Adele was for Harry Styles at the Grammys. Wow. <laughs> wow. Which was, she wasn't very happy for him. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to take a break. Yeah, we got to go. At this time, we would like to heart eyes emoji all of the people that donate to our Patreon at the $10 or more level. Sending rainbows and big teethy smiles to Wesley Cordell, Jerry Duran, Jessica Fox, Kathy Phillips, Matthew Scott, Melissa Elliott, William, Jessica Kybell, Ken M, and Kelsey Murray. And thank you for keeping us unicorn emoji in our hearts and keeping us dollar sign emoji in our podcast. If you would like us to try to figure out an interesting way to thank you, consider donating to our Patreon at the $10 or more level at patreon.com slash 2G1P. And if you don't have $10 a month, feel free to give us any amount of money you think we might deserve to help us keep doing this podcast. Someone on social media from the best online marketplace to find freelance stalkers for hire. Craigslist.org. I came across a profile on a dating app and can't find the person's social links anywhere. Looking for some help from someone who is really skilled at tracking down social media profiles. I have the picture of the person, their name, the school they went to, and a general area they are living in Austin. I have no other info to go off of. I'll send you the picture I have of the person and you can do your best. $100 if you can find them on the internet. Wow, that's uh, terrifying. That's going to be in a court of law soon. <laughs> I'm also like... Uh... I wonder why no one's ever stalked me. Oh, they probably have. You just don't know. I mean, there's the thing. On the one hand, if a guy doesn't have social media, it's like, I don't want to go out with him necessarily. If like I can't find anything about him and he might be a murderer. Mm -hmm. But it's worse to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying what? you can't win. Also, 
you could get the person's phone number and ask them questions. Like, this is really next level. It's wild. <sighs> it's a lot. Also, they must have been rejected on the dating site. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like it's not. A no is a no, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is a legal issue we won't be discussing with our guest, but I do think it's time to speak with him. Is that right? That's correct. Today's guest is a professor of law and co-director of the High Tech Law Institute at Santa Clara University. Hi, Eric Goldman. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. (laughs) So, I mean, the High Tech Law Institute is very specific and somehow vague at the same time. So what kinds of things do you get into over there at that institute? Yeah, well, lawyers are well known for being both specific and vague at the same time, so <laughs> we uh, use that for our name as well. Um, Santa Clara University is located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, so our high-tech law institute reflects all the kinds of legal considerations that we see in the Valley for the kinds of companies that are based here. We uh, have a special emphasis on intellectual property matters, but my particular area of emphasis is internet law. So I've been working on internet law for a long time, and uh, internet law is certainly a topic of substantial interest to many players in the Silicon Valley. What are some of the major types of internet law you're dealing with? So internet law covers pretty much everything related to the internet, which, because the internet is pretty much everything related to humans, covers a whole lot of stuff. Yikes. So some of the areas that I'm most interested in include the intersection between the internet and intellectual property. I'm also quite interested in the way that the internet intersects with user-generated content, Mm. the ways in which the internet enables uh, uh, people to get an audience and have a voice online, um, and the legal regulations that are attached to that. Also very interested in some of the mechanical pieces of how internet companies run. Things like, how do they form contracts? How do they manage their privacy obligations? Questions about the industry relationships, you know, the relationship between users and vendors and um, uh, and the government. So let's dive into emojis. You are apparently like the emoji expert when it comes to the courtroom. Yeah, that's definitely how my mom feels. Uh, Great. (laughs) Does she understand what that means? Because like, kudos. Uh, So how do you how do you feel about this? Um, Look, uh, emojis are a really interesting application of Internet law. The quintessential questions in Internet law is what's unique, special or different about the Internet compared to other media. So is it more like Uh, telephones or radio or television broadcasts or print publications. And this is what we've been doing for over 25 years, is saying these are the ways that the internet is similar to media that we're familiar with, and these are the ways it's different. And this aspect of internet exceptionalism is really a, a methodology that I can use as a professor. And anytime I'm studying something, my question is, what's unique, special, or different about this thing compared to things that we've seen before? Around 2016, I got turned on to the question about how emojis are showing up in court. And I asked the same question that I would ask of any internet law question. What's unique, special, or different about emojis compared to other things that we've seen before? And that's what sent me on this multi-year journey into uh, emoji law. Um, it's the same methodology I've been doing for even longer with internet law. So you were saying, what are what are the things that make it special, unique, or different from previous things we've seen? Can you elaborate on that? Let's start with the basics. Many of us prioritize the the written word as a principal way that we communicate. That's what we do when we're writing out emails or texts or we're uh, writing up our articles in the, the legal field um, or writing up contracts, whatever. So much cent- is centered around the written word. But there's lots of ways that we communicate other than the written word. And those different modalities of communication may have different properties. So, for example, we're doing a podcast today, and podcasts raise different legal questions, perhaps, than the written word, in part because we can, for example, pick up sound that we couldn't pick up in the written word. Emojis are just another form of non-textual communication. They're another way that we can express ourselves beyond the written word. And there's lots of analogies of ways that people have communicated non-textually that are quite familiar to the judicial system. Let me give you some examples. Things like vocal inflection, hand gestures, facial expressions, body language, 
These are all things that communicate information when people are talking to each other that have legal consequences, but they're not the written word. They're not text. And court systems are used to dealing with that kind of evidence on a regular basis. That's nothing unusual. That's why you put a witness on the stand and you watch how they answer and the, the vocal inflections they use and the speed of uh, their response or whatever. These are all parts of uh, understanding how people are talking to each other. So emojis in that sense are very similar to uh, things that the court systems have seen before. And a lot of the rules that apply to non-textual communication apply verbatim to emojis, the same methodologies for interpreting them, the same methodologies for introducing them as evidence into court. Almost all of that works uh, perfectly. Mm -hmm. Well, I have so many follow-up questions. Like, what are the ways that emojis started to be introduced as evidence? And is there like a, a watershed moment where it was like, is this allowed? And how are we going to use this moving forward? The short answer is there's never been that aha moment when we've uh, you know, rolled out the, the parade for the introduction of emojis into the courtroom. And in fact, it's been a rolling process. We can find emoticons uh, going uh, into the courtroom for about 20 years now. Now, emoticons are precursors to emojis. These mm -hmm. are the keyboard characters we type that can make symbols like the smiley face, colon, dash, and parentheses. Mm -hmm. So they started entering the courts about 20 years ago. Emojis came into court uh, starting in 2014, and there was no big aha moment. There was nothing unusual about that. And the way they come in is is often through basically the equivalent of a, of a, a transcript of some kind of chat log or message exchange, whether it's email or online, where people are just talking to each other and they're using emojis as part of that ordinary conversation. And for some reason, a transcript of that is, is, is important to the court and gets introduced into court. And then the emojis come along for the ride. And so the court is evaluating or looking at this transcript and they're seeing emojis as part of it, but there's not, no reason to deal with them specially if it's all part of the package of um, the messages being exchanged between people. That makes sense. I like that. Emojis generally look like other forms of non-textual communication, but there's one super important difference with emojis that really we have no historical precedent that I can point to. The number one thing that's unusual about emojis from a legal and technical standpoint is that the emojis that I see on my device may not be the same as the emojis that the person I'm talking to sees on their device. So as emojis are moving over the internet and over different systems, they're displayed by the operating systems or platforms that the user is using, and they might depict the emoji symbols differently in the exact same mm. message. And so it's that difference in appearance of emojis between sender and recipient that is caused by the fact that they're using different technologies that I don't really have a historical analogy to. And here's the worst part, that there's nothing that warns people that there's these differences in how the emojis are depicted. So it's possible that I'm reading my message and the other person's reading the message, and we're both reading them reasonably. There's nothing that we should have done differently. And yet we're getting in, in different messages because the system substituted out the depictions um, of the emoji from reader to sender. I love mm. that this describes my dating life and your court cases. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you can learn a lot about dating lives from the legal field. So yes, let's just keep going on that. You can also learn a lot about dating life from the emojis they choose to send. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, <laughs> what I, like, I like to send the one with the dizzy eyes. And then I recently found out that for other people that shows up as cross eyes with a swirly star next to it. That's not what I intended. <laughs> the dizzy-eyed emoji is actually a really great one because historically it's actually been cross-referenced with the emoji that it X's for eyes. And X's for eyes is one of the emojis that's a real problem because that has the normal symbolism of death. And so if you're sending the, the you know, the spiral-eyed emojis... Yeah, I'm, I'm emojis, like, well, I'm overwhelmed and dizzy. 
crazy and they're getting I'm dead. Well, or <laughs> you might be dead. You I'm going to kill you. Recipient might be dead. <laughs> you can see where all of a sudden there could be confusion and potential, potential, you know, people making life changing decisions based simply on the fact that they're seeing different emojis. Yeah. Allie, will you send me the emoji that you like to send? And I want to see if it comes to me as dead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but don't Here's take it a, personally if it does. It's nothing personal to you. <laughs> on this thread, you know, like Unicode goes to great lengths to make sure it's approving emojis and that they're you, that they're sent to all the platforms, but they don't police the like Apple does this, Google does this, Sam. Like, I guess we didn't think ahead on this, but like, that's a big fuck up. <laughs> Kinda, you know, like, like it's almost as if like there are a few big fuck ups with the internet, Matt, that we didn't foresee. Yeah, but it's almost like saying, "Hey, I'm going to send you the letter A," and Samsung is like, "We'll just make that a Q because we do it our way." Like, <laughs> right. like that's that's kind of stupid, actually. I never thought of it this way. I, I think that's a, a really cogent critique here um, because. The Unicode acts as a standard setting body for emojis that are moving over the internet. They're designed right. to increase the ability of, of emojis to work on both systems. That's their raison d'etre. That's why they took on the support for emojis in the first place. And yet, they only did it part of the way. They right. defined what a dizzy emoji means, but they didn't require that the services depict those uh, that emoji in a way that's consistent with each other. And in fact, the services go out of their way to make their emojis look a little different from each other. So in, in fact, Unicode bakes into the process the likelihood that there's going to be differences between sender and recipient, and therefore creates the preconditions for us to misunderstand each other. And, and I agree with you. That's a mistake on Unicode's part, that it isn't more aggressively trying to make sure that we're all communicating effectively with each other. It creates this almost anarchistic outcome. Yeah. I mean, I usually love anarchy, but this is too much. <laughs> well, the good news is that we don't have too many case studies where this has gone wrong. So this might be an ivory tower thing, because I can tell you, this sounds like a real problem. And we have evidence that it's a problem for people, but we don't have a lot of court cases turning on it yet. Okay. So... What are the biggest cases you've dealt with so far where emojis really have affected the outcome? Well, there's the classic one uh, that came out four uh, or uh, so years ago involving the uh, negotiation between an Israeli landlord and an Israeli tenant. I don't know if your listeners have heard about that one, but it did get a fair amount of coverage because it's just such a great case. And they're negotiating over a lease and the uh, tenant, uh, prospective tenant, sends a message that basically says, we're good, we just need to um, uh, finalize the details, um, and sends a string of emojis along with that that included emojis that seemed like they were celebratory. So, for example, there's the Spanish uh, dancer, and there's the champagne uh, bottle, or the, the bottle with popping cork. And there's a, 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 a comet emoji, which might be a little unclear. And then there's the squirrel emoji. And, and I'm sorry, I said squirrel. I meant chipmunk. And they really do care about the differences. There's a chipmunk emoji, um, which nobody can understand what it means. And so the court is asked to interpret not only the text, but also what do these emojis mean alongside them? And the court says, you know, I'm going to take them as further symbolism that the tenant thought that the deal was done. And the only way that the court could really do that is just by disregarding the, the chipmunk emoji. Well, don't you think people always kind of, I've slipped before and put it just like an extra emoji in there. Like, I think the chipmunk was a holdover from a different conversation. And you're right. Uh, so I don't know, like, if you're a plant here, if you've already done your homework or you're, oh, you had a really good guess. Oh, I <laughs> You're so smart, girl. Thank you. You're absolutely right. I, so when I was last in Israel, uh, this was just before the pandemic, I met with the husband of the couple uh, that was a prospective tenant, and I asked, what does this chipmunk emoji mean? It's, uh, it's vexing us across the globe. And his answer was that his wife would just basically pick a bunch of emojis from her most recently used emojis and just throw them all into a message. It's not the way I would use emojis. I find that a bizarre way of using emojis. No, but it's that's, a thing, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that that's not the point, me. right? If that's mm -hmm. how she's picking the emojis, that's a completely legitimate way to do it. And so it turns out the court got it right. 
when it uh, basically disregarded the chipmunk emoji and said the rest of those emojis were sending the signal that the tenant thought there was um, a reason for optimism here. Now, the whole case is also a little bit bizarre because even if the tenant was sending that message here in the U.S., there would be no legal consequence if the tenant walked, which is what happened. And in Israel, it turns out that the court held that the, that message created basically a bad faith negotiation consequence. And so the prospective tenant had to write a check to the landlord for uh, keeping the, the place on the market longer. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's intense. Okay. I'm wondering, how do GIFs and memes work into this conversation? Because in my opinion, they're a lot more clear most of the time. And that's what I use probably more than emojis at this point. Um, the short answer is that um, there's a whole lot of complexity when you say, uh, and I'm sorry, how are we doing it today? Are we doing GIFs or GIFs? Well, um, we did interview someone who interviewed the guy who invented it, and he liked GIF because he made them at the time that Choosy Moms Choose GIF is, was a popular commercial, but... <laughs> It doesn't make sense because the G stands for graphic, so it should be GIF. But whatever you choose to do, we will not judge you. Yeah, I'm, I'm a GIFer, not yeah, a GIFer. because um, you so. understand grammar and words. <laughs> we support you. Yeah. So, you know, look, I'm not like trying to get, you know, like that'll probably be the most inflammatory thing that comes out of this podcast. Yeah, the, you're ca you are canceled and this interview is over. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so send the security over for me, please. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of different things that, uh, that GIFs can do, that memes can do. So, for example, some of them are animated, some of them are not. Uh, sometimes uh, they're embedded in a textual conversation. Sometimes they can be a standalone deliverable or a standalone post in ways that emojis typically are not. Let's step back for a moment. Here's, here's the most powerful conclusion. They don't have the same problem about different depictions on platforms the way that emojis do. So if I pick a meme and I send it, one possibility is the meme will get stripped out along the way and the recipient will never see that. But if it arrives, they're going to see pretty much the same thing that I saw. So those that now becomes a much more normal conversation from a legal standpoint. They're about the same thing. They work the same way as a picture does or as a, a graphic does. And so they don't have that extra complexity from a technological standpoint. Okay. What are popular emojis in court cases. And by that, I mean, I know that people use broccoli for marijuana. Like, what are some common oh. emojis? She's that teaching me. I didn't know. I just know about the eggplant and the kitty and yeah, again, the naughty, court, naughty ones. Courts and dating, very similar. So this is actually, it sounds like we're about to have some, some self-reveals here. Like, what are the <laughs> slang emojis that you know? Don't you worry about it. I live in California. It's legal. You know what I mean? I can have all the broccoli I want. In fact, I have broccoli very often to sleep at night, and it works, so. Uh, maybe I can answer a broader question before I talk about then the specific emojis that show up and why, because that's actually a subject question. So let's just start with another basic. I mentioned that emojis are very similar to other forms of non-textual communication. And one of the most common ways that people think emojis are different, but they're actually the same, is the fact that emojis do develop slang, just like uh, you know, hand gestures can mean different things in different cultures. Uh, emojis can mean different things in different contexts and in, in different communities. I don't personally use the broccoli for marijuana. I might not have even known that that's how uh, the broccoli emoji was being used. But that's not unusual. There's nothing un uh, rare about that. It's a pretty standard phenomenon with any form of communication developing slang. Now, the most popular emojis in court, and I use the word popular, I guess, the most frequent um, yeah. emojis in court, they're routinely the face emojis. Um, and so, you know, the most common one is the smiley, which shouldn't surprise anybody. And then the next several ones are, are basically face emojis. In what order? Tell us the most popular. The smiling <laughs> face and then? the uh, here, here we go. I've got the answer. The number one is the smiley. Number two is the winky. Number three is the sad face. And those three emojis together when I studied this last, which was a while ago, are about half of the emoji references. Wow. Mm. Uh, the next one is the gun emoji, but that was a, probably an uh -oh. artifact of uh, the fact that you used to be able to show guns and emojis. Now you show water pistols, and people aren't as excited about that. Um, <laughs> oh, America. <laughs> then it's more, more face emojis, the kiss emoji, laughing emoji, tongue sticking out emoji. 
So the reason why, first of all, face emojis are, are routinely about 40% of all emoji usage. And the reason why is because a lot of times emojis are designed to replicate the facial expressions that are missing from the textual communication. Since we can't show our face in the text communication, the emojis allow us to add that, that element of communication to the, uh, to the conversation. That's one of the reasons why they're so popular. But the reason why they show up so frequently in the data sets that I see is because of the nature of the cases I see. The most common case I see, it's not a majority, but it's a, it's a pretty good plurality, are what I call the sexual predation cases. These are usually older age male seeking sex from usually underage female or more likely from a law enforcement officer to pretending to be an underage female. And what happens in those cases is that the chat logs get introduced into court. So you've got this quasi-flirtatious conversation, and the emojis are used as part of the quasi-flirtation conversation. Now, I say quasi because usually it's it's really not flirtatious. It's actually just predation. Mm. But the idea is that this is people engaging in their sexual self, and so the emojis are, are now manifesting in that context, and the faces are a key part of that. Yikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is internet law, right? If you're squeamish, internet law is not right for you because <laughs> we deal with all aspects of the human condition. Yeah, yeah. If you're squeamish, you're probably not listening to this podcast, but I'm just kind of wondering, what are kind of the wildest cases that you've maybe seen or the most inflammatory emoji that you've seen argued in front of the court? Um, so I'm going to disappoint you on this a little bit, and here's why. You don't know. We could be thrilled. Well, look, I'm a law <laughs> professor. I'm guaranteed to disappoint. Um, but uh, we're running up to nearly a thousand times that emojis have shown up in opinions that I can find. There's a lot of them out there, but a trivial number of them actually discuss the meaning of emojis. That is more on the order of a couple of dozen cases total. So though emojis are showing up in court all the time, the actual times that they matter to the court opinion is pretty small. That's why I don't have as many like zingers, really good ones, Mm -hmm. because of the fact that emojis are often just referenced without any further discussion. Mm. But I'd like to call your attention to a recent case, because I think based on everything I'm learning about the two of you, um, this might be up your alley. Oh, There was a case involving a question about the meaning of the water emoji. Mm-hmm. What is the water emoji? Um, I don't would never use the term water emoji, or if I did, I would think that it might mean something like, like the blue wave. Yeah, that's what I thought. They mean the squirt. What the court meant was the sweat droplets, the infamous three uh, water droplets. Oh, that's sweat? Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you've seen it used, but I've normally seen it used to describe semen, yeah. not to describe sweat. So much so that I said, you mean the squirt emoji. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, that's not the official name for it, but I think that's the default uh, meaning of it Usage. for most people. Mm-hmm. B- blue semen, as as we all have. Go on. <laughs> so, so we'll call it the sweat emoji just to avoid the other references. Um, uh, law enforcement did a bust of a, a meth ring. Uh, in the middle of the country. And as part of trying to prosecute one of the members of this uh, meth ring, they introduced a message that was between uh, the defendant and somebody, we're not sure exactly her relationship, that included the sweat emoji as part of a conversation between them. And the defendant said, she was using that for the squirt connotation that was basically her invitation to sex. And that probably would have been the assumption of many of us looking at the, that conversation because I had no idea that there were other meanings of it. Law enforcement comes in and they say that the sweat emoji refers to water and water is a euphemism for meth. <gasps> so in fact, she was asking for meth, not for sex according to law enforcement. And here we go, cops ruining people's lives yet again. (laughs) Willful misconstruence of the obvious facts. So, well, then you're not going to like the outcome. Truly, I will not, as as is the case with most of law enforcement (laughs) and justice. Here we go. I was surprised to learn about the water emoji, again, not a term I would have even used, being (laughs) a code word for uh, meth. That was news to me. But then again, I will confess, I'm not a a meth consumer. So 
I just don't know that field. These are good choices, mm-hmm. though, that you're making. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, it, it, whether it's a good or bad choice, I'm just not in that market. And, I, and I'm pretty sure the judge was neither. So this is all new to, to many people in the legal system. Like, what is this slang language that the law enforcement is claiming is being used? Uh, but I certainly knew that the sweat emoji was used for the sexual connotation. I had uh, That was no surprise. And there had been other cases where that had been used in that context. And the court said that law enforcement's assertion that it was actually being used for the slang meaning of meth was plausible enough based on the evidence that they introduced that effectively that message could come in for that meaning. And as a result, the evidence that they used based on that, they were able to get more evidence and that evidence the defendant was trying to suppress. The court said all that evidence can come in. Law enforcement did what they should have done in order to get that evidence because their position about the, quote, water emoji was defensible enough. So in a sense, then this guy is going to jail because law enforcement was able to convince a judge that the water emoji uh, stood for uh, for meth. How very dare. (laughs) But I assume there was other evidence as well. This person wasn't convicted due to the water emoji, were they? That's correct. But some of that evidence was obtained because of the fact that uh, basically the uh, the law enforcement was able to get the search warrant based on uh, based on the the water emoji. Wow. Okay. so so, you know, yes. If the defendant had been able to convince the judge that the interpretation of this emoji was incorrect, all that other evidence might have been suppressed and, and uh, he, he might have been free. Wow. Now, one thing that the that uh, law enforcement used to help defend its uh, position is it said that in this meth ring, there were other evidence uh, or other messages where the members of the, of the ring had sent the, the sweat emoji to refer to meth. What they were basically arguing is that even if that's not the standard usage Mm. of the sweat emoji, in this particular circle, maybe that had become a slang specific to that circle. And I think that's a defensible position. We can imagine slang being at very small units of of social uh, structure. And yet, again, if since we weren't part of that unit, it sounds weird to us. It's really tough because you could kind of use that defense for anything. And then also, meanwhile, people are, I imagine, constantly trying to choose a new sort of coded emoji for anything illegal. Yeah. Like broccoli. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, as you said, broccoli is uh, legal Broccoli's under legal California here. law, yeah. not federal. but <laughs> Right. So it's like it, it's very I would imagine it's extremely tough to prove because you could always argue, well, that's what I think their slang was. Right. And then at the same time, people are always trying to come up with new slang for these kinds of things. Right. Now, here's we get back to what we started with. And I, I appreciate teeing this up because it's a nice way of putting it all for full circle. That idea that there might be slang at a very small unit of social structure isn't unusual to emojis. That could be true for words that have specific meaning. And, you know, I can't even begin to count the number of different words for marijuana, and some of them might be used only within a particular community that everyone else would not know. That's also true for all the other kinds of things, the hand gestures or things like gang colors. These are things that have meaning in certain communities that other people outside the community just don't know, even if it's a pretty small community. The court systems are used to dealing with this, and that's why it was so important that the law enforcement officer was able to come and say, I'm not just making this up. Here's some reasons why I think that this usage is uh, was taking place in this community. And the court was persuaded that was good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of like that one because it was weird and... You're like, oh, well, the, I guess if, if law enforcement wants to try to be smart and keep meth off the streets and the drug dealers are also trying to be smart and not using tiny rock gem emojis, which is what I would assume is the symbol for meth. <laughs> I'm sure there are many, actually, <laughs> uh, but that sounds like a pretty, you know, like a diamond emoji or something like that. Yeah, would have been the more obvious tiny one. rocks, right? Isn't that uh, my experience with meth is basically um, watching Breaking Bad. So I truly have no idea. <laughs> I unfortunately do have experience with meth, which is another story for another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I do not have personal experience with meth, but unfortunately meth, uh, I do know. You've been yeah, touched it's, by it's meth. Been too close. But this seems really tricky because it sounds like lawyers could always use emojis to get really creative with what was really going on. Have you started to see that yet? Yes and no. We've got an allegation of sexual harassment taking place in the workplace. And the victim uh, introduces a screenshot 
of text messages um, that include the hard eyes emoji into the case and says, this is a message I received from my harasser. This is proof that I was harassed. Wow. The defendant says, uh, okay, let me see your phone. She says, nope, can't show you. Um, they say, okay, tell us what phone you used uh, to create that um, uh, message. And she says, it's on an iPhone 5. Then the lawyers take a look at the emoji and they say, that hard eyes emoji looks different on an iPhone 12 than it does on an iPhone 5. And the version on the screenshot that you introduced is actually from the iPhone 12, not from the iPhone 5. In other words, this there's reasons to believe based on the fact that the emojis changed on the Apple system over the course of uh, the operating systems of new versions that you manufactured this evidence and you introduced it recently. It's not a screenshot of what you actually saw at the time. And so in the opinion, there's just just line that just like strikes fear in the heart of every lawyer. The court shows the screenshot. And then, then the next line is, this image is a fabrication. <gasps> wow. Now, this is a bad news situation. What the, the court is saying is that the uh, plaintiff uh, fabricated evidence, which is going to certainly cause the case to fail, but also potentially a crime which could lead to people going to jail time. It's a really big deal when the court says this is image is a fabrication because some people's lives are almost certainly going to take a turn for the worse. Mm -hmm. But what's so interesting about this case is that it was like a, a case of emoji forensics. It was by knowing how the emojis look different over time and by tracing their evolution over time, it was kind of like carbon dating or you know looking at tree rings or something. They were able to date the message at a different time than what the uh, the plaintiff had alleged, basically to be able to to avoid that he said she said she says this message was sent. He says no, it wasn't. Now what? Instead, they come and say that message was never sent, and here's the proof. The emojis are telling us that it's it, it was misstated. Wow. This is also sparking in my mind the idea that a future career is going to be emoji forensics. Like, that is my job title. <laughs> it's a little bit of a niche thing because there's lots of other uh, electronic evidence that you would expect people to be familiar with. But what I tell lawyer audiences is that it's a way to do competitive differentiation. Someone who understands emojis and their technological properties can achieve different results and better results than other lawyers who don't know that. So it's just, I encourage um, lawyers to either understand emojis or to bring in a technical expert who does because of the fact that it can just uh, get the better results for the clients. And what is the plan for future cases in which one side claims that the entire exchange is fabricated? Uh, well, we hope it doesn't happen very often. That's a really unusual situation. It, it does happen. People do fabricate evidence and introduce it into court. But because it's a crime and one that actually is treated quite severely. It's not so likely. It doesn't happen very much. So we're going to treat that as a one-off. But the fact that it's a, you know, the, the real payoff is this idea of using emojis uh, as a way of being able to date items and to show differences in a, a plane of story. That kind of stuff I think opens up a door for a lot of other situations, even where the evidence isn't fabricated. And let me give you the example. A classic example is that a lawyer might want to take a screenshot and pull it up on their device. But because their device might have been the device that the party in interest actually used, or it might be on a different operating system, that screenshot is not going to be exactly accurate. And so, again, a lawyer who knows that will be able to say that evidence should be disregarded. It's not that it was fabricated maliciously. But nevertheless, it's still not appropriate evidence because it doesn't actually reflect what the party saw. Mm, interesting. This has actually been a lot more fun than I thought it would be. But I am also wondering how you see this particular branch of the law moving forward, if, it, if it's going to sort of get passed over as we get into newer technologies, if it's going to be you know, emojis are the new beeper evidence <laughs> submissions, you know, like timestamps and that kind of thing. So what do you see as the future of emojis 
in the law? It's a great question because on the one hand, there's some evidence that emojis are a fad. They're a long-lasting fad, but we know that there's going to be some new way for us to express ourselves non-textually that's going to emerge, that's going to really excite us as well. And you've already seen the fragmentation of these things called emojis. You've got the um, memojis or you've got the AR emojis. Um, you've got other variations of emojis that are already developing. It seems likely that 100 years from now, we aren't going to have a branch of law called emoji law. It's likely that we'll look back and say, oh, you're talking about emojis. That sounds like a 2020s problem. Wow. <laughs> but what we also know is that if you look at the history of emojis, the emojis on phones go back about 20 uh, some odd years. The symbols, especially things like faces that are included in textual communication, those go back decades, if not hundreds of years. You can find examples of things that you would call emojis in source materials from hundreds of years ago. Right. I mean, they're really just images in a way, right? I mean, we've come back around. Well, their images are integrated with the text. But yes, they're just images and they're very common uh, uh, images that you would expect people have been drawing for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So I think 100 years from now, people are still going to be talking about something that look alike emojis. They might not be calling them emojis. They might have different technical properties. But I don't think that the desire to express ourselves non-textually with graphical images or some equivalent there too is going to go away. I expect that to be a permanent part of our uh, society. I love that. Well, that's a great place to end it. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. Okay. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about emojis. I can do that all day long. <laughs> this is a very personal conversation for me because I have a friend who has a very strong emoji connection as they were cast in the emoji musical, which was canceled before it opened. I'm sorry, there was going to be an emoji musical? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's very That's sad. That's like one of the things I'm okay with being canceled. You know, maybe no. that one was a blessing in disguise. <laughs> no, my friend has a very beautiful voice. They are extremely talented. They should sing in something else. They should, they should, they, and they will, and they will. You've actually heard them sing and you like their voice. Great, there you go. Mm -hmm. They don't need to be doing emoji musicals. <laughs> Is it connected to the emoji movie, which was like a kid's movie from... Three, I five truly years ago. could not tell you. Okay. <laughs> I think it's best if we all didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> if we let it lie. I, I would Google it, but I think you're right. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not surprising at all that emojis have ended up in court cases. You know, I have a friend who's a public defender and he's constantly like building his case. And it's just so wild to think that like some of the building of cases might come from intentionally misconstruing an emoji because they are so up for interpretation or just saying like, no, that's not what my client meant because there's really no way to prove it if it's not the word itself, you know? Yeah. Even if it's the word itself, you could construe that as slang or every word has 600 meanings. Math was actually slang for grape juice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey. They love hitting that crystal math. Mm -hmm. The crystal high C juice crystal, <laughs> you know? Anyway, yeah. And it's so funny how this like new world has created all these niche fields or I mean, it's not even niche, I suppose. But, you know, all these things that we hadn't even considered. Yeah. Lindsay, what is the most if you go on your keyboard right now, what is your most used emoji? Let me see. Great. The one Gosh. that pops up first. What about you, Matt? Yeah. Looking. I don't know how Android works, but for iPhone, it'll show you. My, my top four, which I think is probably my top four usages are the heart eyes emoji, mm -hmm. the wide smile emoji, eyes closed, mm -hmm. the shrug, person shrugging, like, huh? I don't know. And the laughing, sweating forehead emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay doesn't give a shit and is a little nervous about it. That's my interpretation. <laughs> Matt, so you guys don't have, mine has a frequently used section. Yours doesn't have that on Android? Yeah, it has recently used, not oh, frequently, frequently used. used. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Matt? Mine are all screwed up because I've begun doing a joke where uh, if I'm <laughs> waiting with my son, like, oh, we're at swimming lessons or piano lessons and we're waiting for my daughter to come out. I'll just hand you the... You use the water at swim lessons and cops are going to think it's meth. Dad, you got to be careful. Watch out. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you for that tip. You're welcome. I'll just hand the phone to my six-year-old son who's never even <laughs> touched a phone before. I'll be like, here, text mommy. Yeah. And he'll just <laughs> type out, you know, I love you. Can I play a game? And then 16 emojis. So I've got... <laughs> so you understand the chipmunk emoji situation. Yeah, ex ex exactly. throwing it out, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Kiss, heart, ki blowing a kiss, worried face, cookie face, 
and angry face. That's what I've got here. <laughs> My stats are all messed up. It's like when you let your kids listen to Spotify and it's like, your most listened to song is Baby Shark. Congratulations. Yeah, career. I like that you also use like a children's TV show voice to describe <laughs> your most listened to Spotify. To. Like these darn kids to. are messing everything up. Well, apparently my most frequently used is the eye rolling emoji. So you can take the girl out of New York, but you can't take the New York out of the girl, you know? Although I will yeah. say my next most popular is the celebration emoji where they have like the party hat and they're blowing the, what's it called? The little paper kazoo? Right, yeah. Yep. Rock climbing emoji is pretty frequent for me, as you might imagine. Ooh, okay. And the vomit emoji. So <laughs> here we are. It's all tracks. It's all tracks. <laughs> and no one is surprised. <laughs> that is so funny. You can hang out with us at discord.gg slash 2G1P. If you want to find and follow me, I'm at Allie underscore Goldie across social media. I am most active on Instagram and TikTok. And Lindsay. I am at The Lindsay Life. Lindsay with an E. That is me across all platforms. Follow me for my trip to Columbia. Oh, Matt, I finally started YouTubing after 10 hey. years of you telling me to. <laughs> all right. Great. Finally started. Uh, yeah. What are you doing there? Stand up or what? I'm doing, I'm posting on shorts. Yeah. Oh, shorts. Yeah. I mean, shorts is basically YouTube's TikTok. So that yeah, all, that yeah. all makes but, sense. But, you know, as you've said before, it's, YouTube for better or worse is the most established one, the one that has a clearer route to monetization. So I'm just posting there. I'm trying to post almost every day. So I don't nice. really know my username there, but I think I made it also <laughs> Allie Goldie or Allie underscore Goldie. I need to double check this. I'll sub, yes. Yeah. Oh, please do. Yeah, yeah. I, I made it the same. So it's the same across all platforms okay. at Very Allie good. underscore Goldie. If you've been listening for a while, or even if you haven't, you know, a patreon.com slash 2G1P, no amount is too small, even if you just donate a dollar, um, you know, for every month that you listen. Uh, we'd really <laughs> appreciate that. You can also leave us a voicemail. That number is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. You can email us, 2G1podcast at gmail.com. We haven't gotten any applications for husbandry lately. Yes, <laughs> I know. It's still not how to use that word, and I'm sticking with it. Um, if you live in Colombia and you want to meet me in a well-lit public place during the day... <laughs> <laughs> um, hit up the email and we'll make it happen. Sounds great. Well, yeah. I think that's it. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Allison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford. Then texted to friends around the globe with the upside down face emoji. I mean, produced by Matt Silverman in New York City. This episode was edited by Avital Aimer. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. $100 if you can find them on the internet.